Hello and welcome to the special edition of the Coach Me Vancouver podcast. My name is Nadine Stille and I'm your host for today. I'm here with three of our featured coaches to talk about coaching that focuses on your overall well-being and wellness. Did you know that three out of the top six results Canadians experienced as a result of coaching relate to a well-being aspect? That's according to a PwC-conducted survey on behalf of the ICF, that's the International Coaching Federation. So through coaching, coaches would experience uh, things like increased self-confidence and self-esteem. They'd experience an improved work-life balance and an increased well-being. So with that in mind, we love to shed a bit more light on well-being and wellness through coaching and we have our three amazing coaches with us today uh, who I'd like to introduce you to. First off we have Dana Smith. Dana is a life and success coach who helps people who are feeling lost in their identity and direction. She helps them to embody trust, clarify what they want and create the next chapter of their lives. Her clients come to see themselves as whole, energized and potent. Mina Faisal-Tantiwongs is a personal and professional development coach whose passion is to help others grow in a way that is meaningful to them. It is her mission to serve her clients so that they become a better version of themselves, a version that they want to be, so that they can live a life that they truly want to live. And last but not least, we have Helen Young. Helen is a life coach with a special focus on financial wellness. She believes when life works everything works. Helen is not a traditional financial planner who analyzes the wellness of the market and gives you recommendations what funds or stocks to buy and sell. Instead, she helps you analyze you. She listens to you deeply, values your long-term sustainability over short-term band-aid solutions and brings you closer to your financial and life fulfillment. All client stories mentioned in this podcast have either been approved for use or been altered to not be identifiable. Let's get the conversation started, everyone. First question I have for you is what actually is wellness coaching, specifically to your area of expertise? Who wants to start? I can start. Great. For me, I am a true believer in our lives and, and finance are deeply interconnected because behind every dollar sign, there's there are dreams waiting to be expressed, values are, you know, waiting to be honored and the life to be fulfilled. Um, it is really important to understand, you know, what, or, or to define, like, what is, what does a wellness mean to you? And then, then unpack, you know, once you know what that is, then you can start the how-to strategy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm just really inspired by what you're saying, Helen. Um, it's a surprising how Often I work with my coaches in regards to um, their relationship to money, um, abundance, wealth, however they want to call it. Um, it pretty much comes up in every coaching relationship that I have. Um, and it's, I, we absolutely consider it a portion of a person's well-being. So it's, I'm really, really glad that, that you're holding that, um, that lens for us. Thanks. It's fantastic. Yeah. So for me, wellness coaching is about using the thought provoking, uh, coaching techniques to help people move towards, um, their wellness, uh, and well being. 
And as Helen, you mentioned, wellness is something that is so specific and personal to each person. But with, with that in mind, wellness is much more than, than just health. Wellness includes, um, being happy, healthy. It's about feeling fulfilled and it's about feeling purposeful. So it's more than just, um, uh, surviving. It's about thriving. And I think for a lot of people out there, um, you know, people have a tendency to love to learn and grow. And that's why I feel that personal and professional development is a huge key aspect of people's well-being and their their movement towards wellness. Because when you don't learn and when you don't grow and you're not improving yourself, you start to feel stuck and unfulfilled and un- unhappy. And that's why I think personal and professional development is so key for wellness. Mm-hmm. Thank you for for sharing everyone. What are the um, one or two most common topics that people come to you with for wellness coaching? Is there something that um, kind of you all see as a, you know, common ground or, you know, who wants to take this on? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll pipe, I'll pipe in. Um, I think the commonality in my client base has a lot to do with uh, clarity. Almost everybody shows up wanting some clarity in many different aspects of their lives. Yeah. So I think that's a main topic in my population. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely agree with you, Dana. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I would say the most common things that people come to coaching for is clarity and direction, either mm-hmm. in life or in, in their career. Either they feel like they're at a place in their career, they don't know what to do next, or they mm-hmm. feel like they're a little lost, or in their life. So it really, it, it really works on both for, for everything, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mina. And, um, that then refers back to their mental wellness, right? Right. Um, if you're, if you're feeling stuck and you're looking for that direction, mm-hmm. it, it has an impact on your, uh, on exactly. your wellness and, uh, how you, how you feel, not just mentally, but it can, you know, that could be. I guess like stressors involved with that too right. that have an impact on your on, and I on do want to add if I can that while people do come to coaching for clarity and to find direction either in their career or in their their personal life mm-hmm. I think what keeps people what makes people stay on with coaching is the wonderful support that they they discover from coaching that is unbiased it's mm-hmm. thought provoking it's non judgmental and I have clients who come to me for certain issues or problems, but that once they realize that coaching can help them achieve wellness in so many different areas of their life and it provides them this this incredible safe place for them to explore and discover, um, that's what makes them want to continue on and stay on with coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very holistic approach to mm-hmm. um, helping someone thrive, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mina, you nailed it. And, and Nadine, when you mentioned about the feeling, I was going to say one of the, the common topics that uh, my uh, client bring to me is about confidence. They, they want to feel more confident in creating relationship with, with themselves, with others, and, and as well with, um, with finance. It's like having a friend and it's, it's interesting. Like, how would you treat your friend? Would you ignore your friend? Would you say bad things behind your friend? Like, would you not looking at your budget for like, a whole year, um, like, are you a good friend? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's really kind of to gain again that clarity and, and know how to, how do you use your fe- feeling to gauge your confidence, um, in creating the meaningful relationship you wanted to build, uh, either inward as well as outward. Sorry, Helen, I wanted to clarify with you. Yeah. Are you proposing the idea that you, you treat your budget and your finances like a friend? 
Yeah. Is that the, wow, that's really an interesting uh, idea. I hadn't considered things that way. So mm. I'm learning things from you even as we record. <laughs> awesome. Yeah you, yeah, you already have a friend. Yeah. You know, there's this saying around uh, self-compassion. It's like talk to yourself um, as if you were talking to, uh, to a friend. Mm. So that's an interesting uh, angle to take there yeah. too, right? With something that you might not actually have maybe that good a relationship yeah, with, you know, no. what would you do to make that relationship better definitely gonna take that lens and apply that to my finances and budget that's fantastic <laughs> so one of the things that we've discussed on the run-up to to this special podcast is um, work-life balance right the, the term work-life balance and um, we decided to get some input from coach me followers on uh, social media and people that we talk with we had two different campaigns running on social media one was uh, an area where we had a, a poll so we asked people on facebook and twitter specifically to vote do you think true work-life balance can be achieved so on facebook um, we had nearly like 90 percent of people say that uh, yes it's possible to achieve true work-life balance um, on twitter it was 60 percent for yes too versus 40% no. And we had a few interesting uh, comments uh, around that too. Some of them I want to read out in a moment to see what uh, our followers um, talked about. But I want to hear your uh, your personal insights first. A clear yes to work-life balance can be achieved. What are your immediate thoughts about that? I think that's fascinating. I, I'm really happy to hear that a lot of people think that it can be achieved. That's That's wonderful. Personally, I actually don't like the idea of work-life balance just because when I think of balance, I'm thinking like those scales and, um, you know, in order to achieve balance, your work and personal life have to be 50-50. Personally, I prefer the term work-life harmony. I think that your work and professional life uh, directly influences your personal life and then your personal life also affects uh, your professional life. So I think they actually uh, work together and they're really just a part of this bigger thing called life. I, I don't think there should be any separation. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just my personal thought. I'm, to I'm totally with you on, um, I was going to propose a similar mm. approach as well. So um, I, I don't like to think of it as, as a teeter-totter. Um, that's when you're perfectly straddled between, you know, one end or the other, you've achieved it and you're there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's like that. I think it's more of a, a relationship that we hold with the components of our lives. Mm -hmm. um, at certain points in our lives, we are, we have more capacity to do certain things. And if it feels good and we feel energized, then we're in balance. Mm -hmm. um, it's about how it feels while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I know personally, I've had times in my life where I've worked a lot, 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 lot more, but I found it energizing and it filled me up and it wasn't draining. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the key is to check in with yourself to make sure that you know you're not getting depleted by 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 what it is you're doing and if you are that's when you start to check in and say okay well this isn't working for me right now in this way i wonder which dials i can twist to to create more i don't know if the words of balance is right i think we're all kind of pushing against it <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> but harmony i like i like that one mean <laughs> i really do yeah. agree with you dana though that mm -hmm. like you know it's not just something that you like achieve a balance and it just stays static um mm -hmm. it's a constant work in progress and you're it, it's life is dynamic it's changing there will be times in which you maybe work more or spend more time on your personal endeavors i think it's it's always a constant uh, motion and, and fine tweaking and, and adjusting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love all your girls' comment. And then when Dana mentioned about, you know, when you feel good, then, then you're in balance. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, 
I love food, so I would say when it tastes good, in balance. <laughs> um, in a metaphor, it's like yeah. when you're cooking. Um, it's really like what what you what's important to you in that moment, and what you really crave for or longing mm. for. If you wanna, if you're craving for something sweet, right, then then. You probably put more sugar or bring on um, the cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you're diving to the cake, and in times that you wanna say crave for Thai food, you wanna just add a little bit of spice and, yes. and different kind of ingredients. Then, then that's where you're gonna focus more on on the cooking. So it really depends on what ingredients or like what kind of a dish you wanna cook today, mm. and and that's where you're gonna focus. So you know you have a, a focused uh, uh, a shopping list. It's <laughs> fantastic metaphor to work. Yes, with. Helen, I love it. Helen is killing it with the. <laughs> metaphor today but totally I agree with you like in life like different moments you're craving different things right mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's more recreation more social more meeting people or sometimes it's I really need to be productive and get things done so mm-hmm. I love that metaphor and um, I think I'll be after this I'll be asking myself what am I craving in my life mm-hmm. right now yeah. what, what I like about the food metaphor too is that it speak to nourishment as oh, well as yeah. taste yes. mm. um, you know and food can be so many things to us but I think those are the two main ones like what tastes good and what feels mm. good like mm-hmm. what's nourishing so yeah. I think we we need to strike uh, harmony mm. <laughs> between taste and nourishment right yeah love that's that. great loving the conversation around that and mm. uh, to be honest a lot of the comments that we received on uh, on social media more or less went along the lines of what we just discussed here mm. too there is a, a yes with a but mm-hmm. right there's always a, a condition around it right. and there's some interesting aspects we had a poll running on facebook and twitter the question was do you think true work life balance can be achieved the results were a bit surprising for us. There were clear yeses um, to yes, it can be achieved. The Twitter poll came back with 60% yes. Facebook, it was uh, in the 90s. So it's a very clear vote there. And I'd love to read out a few of the comments uh, that were left by some of our followers on, on social media. So on Facebook, we had Martin V who said, I voted yes for people who like what they do, but not pursuing it as an entrepreneur. Kathy W on Facebook said, I think it depends on your work environment and how you cultivate it. Ariana F on Facebook said, hmm, I think it depends on how you define balance. I think it's definitely possible to have the two integrated in a way that feels balanced, but only if we're talking about an equal balance. Uh, I don't think it is really possible. Lena K on Facebook said, I'd love to hear from some parents with two kids and both business owners how a work-life balance can be achieved. Maybe I'm missing something. Tarek A on LinkedIn said, yes, it can be achieved, provided employers understand the importance of not sending emails and text messages past a certain hour. Shweta R on LinkedIn mentioned, I think it should be called professional personal life balance since work is a big and meaningful part of life. But uh, no, overall, given how most people relate to balance, it seems like most people are trying to attain a perfect seamless flow where your personal and professional life coexists without any tension. I think it's a flawed way to uh, look at life. 
while we're at it, I'm just going to read out two more comments from Instagram. Uh, Miss Kara said, no, I don't think it's possible. Work-life flow is more realistic. So people come up with all different yeah. uh, ways of calling it. Um, we should have a round of, of what people call it in, in a moment. Yeah. So uh, sometimes you need to put 80% into your work, leaving 20% for life. Other times you can give 75% to life as work has calmed down or the project is completed, etc. So a balance is not possible. A flow definitely mm. is. Mm -hmm. And uh, DI Coaching on Instagram said, absolutely, yes, I think it's important to recognize balanced does not mean equal. It's an interesting way. And know for your own life, what does it feel like being balanced? Right. So again, it comes loads of different aspects. Some of you touched on that already. I just have to say, I love all the engagement from different Coach Me Vancouver audiences. That's fantastic. I love to hear that. And I, I also think that we've got some pretty clever and bright audience members. Yes. Um, I think they're onto something. Yeah. So we've had work life flow. What else did we have? Harmony. I like harmony. harmony. <laughs> but flow is fantastic yeah. as well. I'll be thinking yeah. about that more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and fluid. It's fluid, mm. right? It's um, yeah. It's it's interchangeable. So. And we don't try to uh, obtain it as a certain way of being. Flow is a a verb, um, which really appeals to me as well. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. um, it's not a static state. Yeah, it's um, not a destination. Yeah, it's like a movement. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What I noticed too, um, with kind of some threads, what people were saying there is that. Um, in certain circumstances, it feels like life is being done to them and that they're not in a place of power with it. Um, like for in the example of two self-employed parents who have two kids, um, where there's all these outside influences. Um, and then a couple other ones as well, where it's like, oh, yeah, if you're an entrepreneur and you have that control, um, maybe it is possible. And I do, I'm just thinking back to some clients that I've worked with who have struggled with this not feeling like they're showing up in all the components of their life in the best way or the way that they would prefer. Um, and we worked a lot on on cultivating the relationships to the parts of their, and I know we keep saying relationship, but it is a choice. And we can cultivate relationships mm -hmm. with ourselves, with the por portions of our lives as well. And um, when we do that, then it becomes a curated experience and not just like, oh, the world's happening to me and there's nothing I can do better take cover. <laughs> I um, totally agree with you, Dana, nice. if I can jump in. I, mm. That's something, a sentiment that I also share is a lot of clients, when I start working with them, they sort of have this mentality that they're a victim of circumstance. Mm -hmm. They're just going about their life. Things are happening and they can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But once we start to work together, first of all, they become more aware of what's going on and that they have the power to make these intentional choices that's when they start to to feel more purposeful they feel more fulfilled they're making intentional choices and creating the life that they want mm -hmm. then they start to feel more fulfilled and purposeful and that's when you get more towards that wellness that we're talking mm -hmm. about as and thriving as opposed to just mm -hmm. surviving yeah, and the word empowerment comes to mind with the, the words you use just now as well yeah there's a lot of confidence and self-esteem that that comes through right because mm -hmm. hardly ever do you as a coach say, hey, this is what you need to do, right? Mm -hmm, it, right. Everyone has those um, solutions already in them. And you ask them the questions to realize what their solutions are that suit them best to mm -hmm. move forward towards their uh, life of well-being and wellness, right? So that in itself is very empowering and helps them with their self-confidence and self-esteem right. um, moving forward. So, You know what came to mind too is assertion and boundaries come up a lot as well when we're cultivating that space of empowerment because people have to start to stand up for themselves in their life and in their roles. And um, 
I've had some really great conversations about um, asserting themselves and saying, you know what, this is what I need right now and I really need your support Mm -hmm. to help me get there. It's really surprisingly hard for people, but so foundational when trying to make changes to live a more wholesome or well existence. Mm-hmm. It's like saying yes to yourself more, yes. right? Instead yeah. of saying yes to everyone else, it's like yeah. you need to look That's inside right. yourself mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, does it ever feel risky to say no sometimes. <laughs> it feels so risky. <laughs> yeah, especially Absolutely. if other people are expecting that. Yeah. Uh, and then to suddenly turn that around, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helen, you were... Oh, I was just going to say, yes, like when you talk about the choices, and I kept thinking about, you know, our lives is kind of like a book. Um, we are the author of the book. And then there's no right or wrong say sometimes we write our chapters and sometimes we may let or invite people to, mm-hmm. to write our chapters as well. Yeah. So it's about when to take that control or when to purposely or intentionally give that control or empowerment say hey hey come write write some you know lines in, in my chapter like mm. this one is free flow mm-hmm. and and then you go from there oh killing it again with the metaphors <laughs> amazing <laughs> can i have that book from my library at home please <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, well, we're actually already moving into the, the last part of the, the, the questions that I had. One was, um, what are common things that stop people from achieving wellness? So one of them would definitely be, from what I gathered right now, is saying yes too often to something that maybe is not in alignment with your, with your goals, mm-hmm. right? Is there something else that uh, you see very often that And just before getting to that place is Mm -hmm. people not realizing um, Mm -hmm. that they're saying yes to other people's stories. And that's a big one is making that differentiation. It's like, wait a minute, eh, who who chose to do this? (laughs) On that line, I I think that that's exactly what stops people from – one of the things that stops people from achieving wellness, Mm -hmm. first of all, is they – they don't know. They don't know that they are accepting another person's definition of wellness and they don't know what their own definition of wellness yeah. is and what contributes to their own wellness. So that's what coaching, firstly, coaching can do is to help you identify very personally what does it mean to be well for you. Other things that I see that stop people from achieving wellness are fear, being afraid mm-hmm. to pursue things and, you know, being very risk adverse, also limiting beliefs. Like mm-hmm. I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. Like all those beliefs um, that we have that stop us. And the negative self-talk mm-hmm. is a really strong one. Like, Boo. oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think, you know, the way that coaching can help with that is first identifying that, identifying those things, and then coming up with how do you want to deal with these things when they come up, the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, the fears, and then going into designing, you know, exercises or things that you want to try to improve your life. So it's not just about chatting about it, but it's actually going out there and doing it, giving mm-hmm. things a try. And then, and then the coach um, can hold accountability for that person. And then, um, you know, afterwards see, you know, what worked, what didn't work, why didn't it work? How are we going to move forward with this? So the client has a, has a, teammate that's really there on their side to trying to help them become more well and more aligned with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just pipe in there. You inspired me again, Amina. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's around letting people down. I think that's another block for people that they get really wrapped up in what they do and how that affects the people around them or the world. Um, and that leads to more negative self-talk. You can't do that. This and that will happen. Doomsday. Blah. <laughs> so true. A, a yeah. lot of stress associated with that too, right? Mm-hmm. If you are always the one that everyone else is leaning on or you're holding it together. Mm-hmm. or And I think particularly women 
um, seem to be, you know, in the role of the the, the nurturer role and. Right, I'll challenge. I'll challenge you on that. People who I who tend to be more nurturing, you know, I think mm -hmm. would be a, a way, a more inclusive way of saying that. Because mm -hmm. I certainly know some men um, who are in, like bent over backwards to make mm -hmm. sure other people are taken care of. So mm -hmm. I just want to represent them as well. On the, on that line, I just mm -hmm. recently experienced, like just a couple of days ago, that this comes to mind is someone who's fantastic and so brilliant, but they're actually shrinking themselves because mm -hmm. they're worried about how this might make other people feel insecure and. Uh, uh, might make them feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but that's really unfortunate. They can't celebrate themselves, and then by shrinking themselves, they make other people want to shrink themselves as well. And then uh, conversely, the yes. other flip is if you become more empowered and more um, exactly. alive and more vital, it gives other people permission to do the same, exactly. and it brightens the whole world. Exactly. So right? once <laughs> someone starts like pursuing their well-being and yeah. and becoming more of themselves and being more fulfilled and happy and purposeful, mm -hmm. that just lifts the people around them. Setting mm -hmm. a positive example yeah. being the role model around that and then it's like hey i just noticed what you what you started to take on oh you cut out sugar from your your diet or um i've noticed that whatever the example is it gives other people permission to do the same or totally. even bigger brighter things yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely like your outer experience is definitely uh, a way how you show up internally and, mm -hmm. and it's important to take care of yourself from within and then it will show up mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. so um last question is there any more ways that you can uh, help your clients achieve that wellness for them. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I would say it's really like wellness coaching is really to help you understand or learn more about yourself, like who you are, like what, what motivates you, what charges you, what, what lifts you up, what, what upsets you, what frustrates you, what are your core values. So the more you understand how you work, then it's so much easier to make a decision uh, based on the combination of your emotional intelligence and, and everything to, to move forward with the decision making on when and where and, and how much you're going to say yes and no to uh, life and, and finance, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When my clients come to me initially, you know, they're faced with these big problems, these hard decisions that they need to make. But through the coaching process, I always find like every time I, my clients say, oh, I, I learned something about myself. I had no idea that this was a big thing for me. And once they start to know themselves more, those big decisions become really easy because they know exactly who they are. They know exactly what they will stand for, what they won't, and what things, what's important to them, what's not important to them. So it becomes easier the more you know yourself and you can become really, it improves your well-being when you, when you know yourself more. Yeah, and inevitably, like once you know more about yourself, you, you actually become more conscious about um, people around you, and then yeah. and get curious on oh, what actually upset this person? Like, what what is the trigger, yeah. right? And it works for personal and also corporate like team environment. Like, what actually will shut this person down, and what will yeah. motivate the person to uh, to engage a bit more? And and that's really um, behind a deeper learning and understanding of yourself and others. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the the ripples of wellness coaching, if if that's our focus today, it, it's infinite. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's going to affect all portions of your life. So really, you can't lose. 
<laughs> you can't lose. You're going to win. <laughs> and, and on that note, yeah. <laughs> you can only win. <laughs> um, that's it from us for now. If you'd like to start working on your uh, work-life flow, financial wellness, and more fulfilled life, overcoming your obstacles, then please book a free initial coaching session with Mina, Helen, or Dana. Go to coachmevancouver.com <laughs> forward slash book. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Stay curious. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.